0: Hey guys, it's producer Johnny Gwynn. This is a special episode that Bradley did when Scott could not make it into the studio for a session. Hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, Bradley Flowers here with the Insurance Guys podcast. We're going to do something a little bit different for you guys. This is a series called Full Coverage Fridays. Uh, this gives Scott and I an opportunity to break off and do an episode on our own, or if we're we're featured on another podcast, YouTube, or Facebook live show. We can strip that audio and put it on here for you guys. I am happy, humbled, and pleased to have on Mr. Jake failing, who is the vice president of content and social strategy for movement mortgage, a company I admire greatly. Jake, thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: Thanks, Bradley. And, uh, yeah, now VP of Marketing. Got a little promotion. I, so now I, I lead the whole shop over here. It's awesome.
0: Awesome, fun, man. Fun gig,
1: for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, Jake, Jake, you were a, a speaker at Agent 2021, and uh, we didn't yep, get a chance to connect out there. You were on my list, though, so I hit you up on Instagram afterwards.
1: I'm not... Hard to miss, man. I'm not a small human. And <laughs> if you and I walked by each other, man, I'm, I'm sorry we, we didn't connect. But, yeah, that was a... That was an action-packed day, to say the least. Um, I'm sure you got got as much value out of it as I did,
0: dude. I that should have been a two-day conference because I was trying to cram so much. You know what I like about conferences is not necessarily the value on stage, but the connections and the networking and stuff like that. And I made some some really good ones, but I was physically and mentally exhausted at the end of the day i, I was laying on yeah, my bed and we had we had dinner plans and i was like i don't know if i can do this
1: yeah i agree and it's funny you don't often see a one-day conference and right. so the whole like networking piece where typically you know you go to a conference and you'll you'll set up like hey you know let's meet during this breakout or hey let's meet right. in the lobby and it, like i didn't even have a chance to put any of those together because you had the content yeah. right and all the different groups but then it was like you, you walk a half mile <laughs> to some of the other stuff right. and you're back and forth so it was um I felt like it was a little clunky in that regard but crammed. Um, overall the networking was awesome yeah yeah
0: and you know we wanted to do an insurance guys podcast meetup because we had quite a bit of listeners there but we just we had you know so much to do that that I really didn't have time to put it together and 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 I actually had, I had the, the great pr- privilege of having dinner with Gary uh, a week later to the day. And that was the only thing I told him was, I was like, man, it needs to be two days or at least a day and a half.
1: Now, so what did that look like? How, how did you get dinner with the man afterwards?
0: What so completely separate from Agent 2021, a lot of people listening to this uh, will know this already, but I'm involved uh, with a group here in Mobile, Alabama. We are home to the Senior Bowl. I don't know if you're familiar sure. with that. It's a college football yeah, he's, playoff he's tied game. into that for sure. Yeah, yep. and we and so that that actually started, and I've never actually told this pu- this story publicly, but that actually started in August of 2017. I reached out to to him directly through email and said, "Hey, man, it would be great if I want to hold a conference in my hometown, Mobile, Alabama, and bring you in to speak, and we'll partner up with the Senior Bowl." And in turn, you'll get a level of access because it's sort of a sports agent's job to kind of schmooze the Senior Bowl to an extent. Yeah. And uh, he forwarded that to AJ, who's his brother. And AJ and I talked about it, and uh, and I kind of dropped it. I mean, it was one of those ideas. It was so big that, you know, I didn't even have any connections to the Senior Bowl at that point. And fast forward to October of this year, I happened to be having lunch with a, a good buddy of mine, Scott Tindall. And mentioned that to him, just like, man, let me tell you what I tried to do one time. And he was like, man, we can have lunch with the senior bowl tomorrow if you want to, and we can do this. And so I emailed AJ back and I'm like, hey, a year and a half later, uh, what do you think about still doing this? And so that's kind of how it happened. And he actually did. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And he actually, Gary actually didn't even realize that it was the same guy until at the speaker's breakfast at Agent 2021. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm also like one of the people doing the senior bowl. And I've got a picture of him and he's like, no way. So that's that's just kind of how it happened. It just ironically, everything kind of lined up for that.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it, it just speaks to the power of the ask, right?
0: Right, like, exactly. You know,
1: some people be like, you know, when, when you when you hear stories like that, it often starts with something like that. I, I've got one of those from, you know, I, we host a podcast here at Movement, but I've also do these, you know, podcasts on the side with my wife around, you know, we, we go on, Air quotes date nights with right. you know folks here in Charlotte to get people to know them, and then I used to host a a podcast on dads. And when I hosted that dads podcast, I reached out to Matthew Barry. I don't know if you play fantasy sports, but on ESPN, Matthew Barry, right, talented Mister Roto, and just like, oh, what the heck? Like literally one of those like I was driving, stopped, it was oh, fired it off. Like, literally an hour later, he's like, yeah, I could do that. Now, fast forward to the end. It's sad. He, he You know, he ended up canceling and rescheduling like five times. It's uh, fine. But he responded immediately.
0: Right. So, sometimes you just got to ask. Well, and Gary did that. You know, Gary actually originally committed to Keynote this year, which was the best day of my life. But we kind of had this, oh input, like, maybe yeah. we shouldn't announce this. This was, I think, November. And five days later, they said, hey, he got booked speaking gig in Egypt uh, big payday, and, and he he's still going to come down. He was always going to be here that week, yep. but we just didn't know when. Well, it ended up lining up that he was going to be here the day of the summit. So basically he came in, had dinner with us, and a bunch of NFL people. And then the next day he made a special appearance. He was only on stage a few minutes, but he's actually going to keynote next year. So, oh, fortunately, cool. was able to have a lot of, of FaceTime. So, yeah, man, it's just like one of the most genuinely nice guys. I mean, I know it's it's easy to say that, and pretty much anybody can see that from his content, but literally one of the most genuinely nice guys you'll meet.
1: Yep, I would agree wholeheartedly.
0: So, so let's talk about Jake a little bit. T- you know, Take take me back. Tell me your story and, and how you got into to doing what you're doing and leading up to today.
1: Yeah, I have got a just pretty typical financial services background, exactly how you draw it up. So... I am from North Carolina, went to UNC Chapel Hill, go Heels. Um, And then after I graduated, I got into sports. So, you know, I wanted to be, I was the guy who was like, what's your dream job? I said, I want to be the GM of the Chicago White Sox, (laughs) which is so random and so specific, but that was it. And, you know, that was me, of course, being a little naive and not really seeing the writing on the wall that I did not play professional baseball, nor am I a Harvard MBA which you're, you're either one of those if you're a GM in baseball now. Right. And, but I did get into sports. I worked for the U.S. Olympic Committee out in Colorado. I worked for the USGA, gosh, in Chicago on the 03 Open, and then um, full-time up there in Far Hills, New Jersey, beautiful city about 40 minutes west of Manhattan. Okay. And met my wife up there, got back into the Olympics with a hospitality provider named Jet Set Sports. Uh, my wife decided she wanted to try the on-air thing. Uh, she was working sort of in recruiting behind the camera at that point and got an opportunity in Raleigh, North Carolina, moved down to Raleigh, worked for USA Baseball uh, in marketing and comms. And it was a really cool time uh, at USA Baseball there because we got kicked out of the Olympics at that point, which you know sounds bad, uh, and it was, <laughs> but what it provided me was an opportunity to lobby internationally to get baseball back in the olympics so from 2007 to 2009 got to travel the world in europe and asia and other countries lobbying to to get baseball back in and cool um, spoiler alert we failed miserably (laughs) um we uh, beijing and the beijing olympics were the last games they were not in the games in london they were not in rio but go figure! Tokyo lands the 2020 games. Tokyo, ah. Japan. They are baseball crazy, right. and they've got the infrastructure in place. And baseball was re-added as a demonstration sport, which is sort of inside baseball. If uh, if we've got any Olympic fans listening, um, they are the host city is allowed a few demonstration sports. So it's not technically back in the games, close though. Um, but you better believe they're doing a demonstration. In Tokyo because they will be able to print money. They'll fill the Tokyo oh, yeah. Dome and all those other. That's stadiums why they're there. doing
0: that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So did that until uh, 2012, and so about 10 years in sports. And you know when you have a bunch of kids and you're traveling internationally, it's tough to right. keep things. Moving forward. So, you know, made a switch um, into executive search in the life sciences. So, I get back to you when I say exactly how I planned it out, being facetious, of course. Uh, But I worked for a small firm. Um, We placed C suite and board members for medical device, pharma, biotech, health IT companies. So, Very different, but having a liberal arts, you know, sort of sports and entertainment background, this was a a good way to round it out. I tell people it was almost like an on-the-job MBA, plus just really good uh, other industry experience, Um, and then did that for four years. And then uh, Opportunity uh, became available at Movement Mortgage, and, you know, came in at that title that you mentioned at the outset, you know, Leading Content and Social Media Strategy.
0: And that's on you, man. That was on your website, so, so that was not my mistake. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, I which I, I'm sorry man. I I've got you know you're in the same game. There's you got platforms all over the place. Right. I wish mean, there was like one tool I could just press to update, but hopefully Ooh. that wasn't linked in. So,
0: somebody might create that after listening to this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: there you go. I want 1%. Um, yeah, you can you can have a lot more than that. <laughs> call me calling me out, but uh, there I got that's uh, it's hey,
0: it's hard man. Social oh, hard. is hard. I got to I got to figure it out. All that right. was on the, so, J- the Jake um, and Page website.
1: Oh, so you gosh, you, you checked out the uh the side hustle site. That's right. That's a whole that's a whole other right. podcast. Look, yeah, my, my co host man, I, he's
0: a he's a private yeah. investigator on guests. He likes to find stuff out about people about people <laughs> that, that that they don't know we know and bring it up on, on the air. So
1: I love it. Well oh gosh, I mean I wonder what else you found. <laughs> I um my wife and I teach public speaking and kind of personal professional development classes. Um which dovetails nicely into movement, but yeah, about a year ago, uh, moved into the lead marketing role here and haven't looked back. And you know, about a year ago, things got a little crazy in the mortgage industry, so it's been right. a, it's been a wild ride for a year, but having fun for sure.
0: So talk a little bit. You know, we've got you know a lot of insurance agents that listen to this, and a lot of yeah. those insurance agents have mortgage loan officers that they do business with and pass referrals back and forth. And I know. I, I do as well and I have actually have some movement mortgage uh loan officers that I do business with. So talk a little bit about, you know, what you guys do for them, do for the company and and, and how you guys separate yourself from, from everybody else.
1: Yeah, so I think if people know us at all, you know, I think I led my intro at twenty twenty one by saying we're a T shirt company that does mortgages as well. <laughs> We, uh, you know, culture is a big deal for us. It's right. not just, uh, about mortgages. You know, we also have a, uh, a charter school movement school. We've got the movement foundation. We've got the movement center, which is a not for profit, uh, sort of co working space. Mm-hmm. We've got a health clinic on site there. And so we're really about community. Um, and, and mortgage is, you know, core to that business, obviously, but we do, we do a lot more in that. But for us, it, it You know, we we build ourselves as that, but also around our our branding. And I think people that are in the industry know about our branding and our content and sort of our our voice in media and social media and so on. And uh, I think we built a strong foundation over the last eight, nine years. But heading into this year, you know, I, I... Alluded to industry changing, and you know, made a concerted effort to really double, triple, quadruple down on not just corporate branding, but loan officer branding, mm-hmm. and really changing the the approach of our department to say, like, we work for the loan officer. You know, I've got right. 1,500 clients, and we've got an agency. I call it an agency here in house, where we work for those loan officers, and we produce custom content, we produce business plans, marketing plans, all of the above. And I always say, like, I don't know how we pull it off with a team of about 24, 25, but we do. Yeah. We've got an amazing support staff out across the nation. It's about 45 people that work directly for market leaders or for regional directors and so on. Right. You know, we have weekly calls with them to make sure that we're in sync. But it's about, you know, again, not to, it's becoming... A little ridiculous how much we're, we're mentioning Gary uh, Vaynerchuk, but...
0: It happens, dude. <laughs> you know, to
1: use his term, yeah, man, it's like, you know, find out where the loan officer wants to be, like, what's the goal, and then reverse engineer it from there, right. you know, to say to the loan officer, to say, like, hey, what, do you, what are your goals? What do you want to do? Where do you want to be? You know, the answers you're going to get are like, oh, I got to, oh, I know I got to step up my Facebook game, or, oh, I know I got to produce more content, which doesn't help anybody, and when you're trying to help loan officers at scale, that doesn't help you move through a conversation quickly. And so we, we, we reverse engineer. We say, where do you want to be? What are your goals? And, Mm -hmm. you know, know, one, one thing that I try to coach our loan officers on, Seth Godin is another guy I I, I really admire in the industry. And he put out a blog recently that said, you know, attaining the top 1% is hard, if not impossible. He's like, you need to work on the top 5%. -hmm. Work on being in the top five. Don't just say, Hey, I want to be the best mortgage marketer say i want to be the best mortgage marketer in the greater charlotte area right just focus on that focus on that crush that and then advance from there and that's that's sort of the approach i take with the loan officers like where do you want to be let's be realistic and then let's give you two or three really tangible goals and, Mm -hmm. and action items to work from and then we'll build from there
0: well i love that that you guys are creating content for specific loan officers and you guys are really empowering them to build their own brand and, and I was actually having a conversation with another insurance guys podcast guest on the way here, John Bachman. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, in insurance, it's this big battle, you know, the owner of the company, a lot of times doesn't want the employees building their own individual brands. And mm-hmm. I was actually, yep. uh, had a had, a, had a, a, a Skype call earlier this week with uh, the, uh, the CMO of a, a large agency And the agency principal would not allow them to build their own brands because they're scared they'd go out and do their own thing. And it kind of goes back to the, you know, what happens if we if we don't train our people and they stay, kind of thing, you know, that whole that old maxim. And I'm of the 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 mindset of I'd rather have somebody awesome for two years and then have them go do their own thing than somebody who's average for eighteen years.
1: We literally, I literally say that in interviews with people that have been on our team. Yeah. Like, I'm going, I want the rocket ship. I want the person who can give me an amazing year, because if that person raises the bar for a year and then goes on to somewhere else, I mean, I think we're a pretty killer company, and I think we offer, I just want to be clear, a much longer runway than one or two years. Right, right, right. But, you know, for some people who, you know, look, we're in a big city, and so if somebody says, uh, you know, gosh you know, creative director for the Carolina Panthers. Sorry, Jake. Like I'm going to say, yeah, I I, I get it. (laughs) I get it. Like I I get how sexy that can look and how appealing, but if they gave me an amazing year, then it was all worth it. It's all worth. I'll deal with the churn. Um, if they help raise the bar collectively. Exactly.
0: And it's, and the other thing too, if, if, and Gary's, Gary's talked about this too with his guys is if you can build the reputation in your business that you Right. help people build personal brands and go on to do bigger and better things, yeah. people will come to you. People are going to come to you and they're like, I want to work for that guy. So, you know, I think to yeah. to those loan officers out there that are working, working for a company that's kind of holding them back. I mean, movement mortgage just becomes that much more attractive, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, we look at it as like the rising tides lifts all ships mm-hmm. uh-huh. and, you know, I lean completely the other way on this. And, um, you know, I, I, of course, can't speak for the regional directors, market, uh, the market leaders, the branch managers, and so on. But our approach here, you know, working in lockstep with compliance, and I, I know I'm not supposed to utter that as a marketing guy, <laughs> but we've got an amazing relationship here. You know, is we put systems in place that allow them to flex those muscles. Mm-hmm. And I think that has really, even in the last especially in the last few months, but over the last year, we've built momentum around that as as recruits have come in and conversations we have. They they say, like, so if I want to be like the Michigan mortgage dude on Instagram, you're okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong, it, it makes it somewhat of a nightmare if you don't have systems in place from a just consistency of the brand perspective. Right. You know, but again, we've, we've, we've brought on vendors both from compliance, you know, that comb social media pages to partners that help us with our listings to make, you know, the addresses and phone numbers and names consistent across that helps SEO. So we think if we spend a little money on those guardrails,
0: mm-hmm. that it
1: gives those loan officers the freedom to flex their creative muscles and and find ways to generate leads and revenue that they didn't even know that they had in them.
0: Right. That is that is so awesome, man. So talk a little bit about, you know, I like to ask people what their marketing philosophy is, their branding philosophy, their advertising philosophy. So talk a little bit about, you know, maybe some of the foundations that you've built as far as the advertising principles that you go by.
1: So I think there's two ways to look at, it, and I'll try to keep this quick. It's like our, our approach as a department and then the... I guess, coaching that we give loan officers. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've discussed a little bit around the branding, but our approach as a department is we say we want to be Ron, which makes no sense to you. (laughs) But we say we want to be responsive, on time, and nimble uh you know we want because again when you work for loan officers and people are up against you know you got some pro- bond products that expire and literal time is money mm-hmm. and so we want to be sure that we answer emails phone calls we we are real people so that customer service centric we want to be on time you got to again you got to get things in hand when they need them, and then we want to be nimble. So we need to react if the market changes at all. Right. And then what I also use, and this goes back to an old baseball metaphor, is we need to find the 103 of the loan officer, which also makes no sense to you and to anyone listening.
0: I'm intrigued, you're though. You're probably
1: wondering, like, wow, this this dude is like the most bizarre brander ever. But the 103 goes back to baseball. So uh, you go back to 2008. I worked for USA Baseball, and we mm-hmm. had a guy named Steven Strasberg. If you're a baseball fan, you know who that is. Uh, but at the time, he was a junior at San Diego State. Uh, he played on our collegiate national team and the Olympic team, and he was in college, and he was in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina with me, and I was begging the news teams and the papers to come cover him, but I'm an ACC country, and they really could give <laughs> a flying you-know-what, and so they didn't, they didn't bite at all. They didn't come to the games. They didn't cover him and so on. He goes to San Diego State for his junior year. First game he goes out and throws a pitch 103 miles an hour. Forget Sports Center, he was on like today's show, Good Morning America, everything. So all of the you know, NBC, CBS, all the local affiliates in Raleigh, they call me and they say, Hey, have you heard of this Steven Strausnog guy? Is he gonna come play for you this summer? And I just look at him and I go, Morons, I just had him all summer and I was begging for you to come cover him, and you blew me off for three months. And the guy wrote me back, I'll never forget, and he's now a good friend, but he said, all you had to do was send me an email that said, this guy can throw 103 miles an hour. You need to come out. Mm. He's like, I don't care about your press releases. I don't care about all the stuff that you think is important. You need to care about what's important to me. You need to basically hand me the story and make what's important for me stand out so I can get viewers. And the way I translate it to movement is we try to find the 103 of all of our loan officers. So, a scalable flyer that we think looks good here in Charlotte, North Carolina is not going to move the needle in Phoenix, is not going to move the needle in Portland, Maine, is not going to move it, fill in the blank. And so we try to have those personal conversations with everybody to understand what is their 103? What is going to move the needle for them? What's going to help them do one more transaction, drive more business, drive more leads? So that's our approach here, which may sound funky outside of movement, but it's a conversation that we have to the point where I get emails that are literally addressed to Ron and they are signed off with, this is my 103 comma, <laughs> you know, Bradley. And so it's sort of become language. So that's that's our approach. For for the loan officer, you know, turning the lens around is it goes back to personal branding and we just tell people, we encourage people to find their voice. And and the phrase that I'm using this year, and I'm totally stealing this from someone that was, uh, it was a total expert who is, runs our CRM, that's the CRM that we use. They came in and did sort of a you know thought leader panel right. here in Charlotte recently, and it was a, an executive, a marketing executive with a big bank here. And he sat down and someone asked him, you know, what's your plan for 2019? And I'm totally stealing this because it's the same. It's simplify and intensify. Mm. Simplify and intensify. And I just love that because I think as much good as we did in 2018 here, I'll own this. Like, I think we rolled out a ton of digital stuff too fast, Right. And so you, you get into tool overload and paralysis by analysis. Yep. And, you know, there are some tools that we're doubling down on, but as I, you know, sit and understand these loan officers truly on a one-on-one level, you know, it's, it's really about getting back to the basics mm-hmm. or choosing one or two, you know, find out like, you know what, if you're only on LinkedIn, then you know what, like, let's just lean into LinkedIn, LinkedIn, let's spend time on LinkedIn, let's come up with a LinkedIn content strategy, because if it's going to wear you out, there's going to be heat loss, spent on these other social media channels, it's going to distract you and just frankly tick you off and mm-hmm. annoy you, then let's figure out where you hang out and let's, let's double down there. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. it's simplify and intensify and then there find your voice, find like, who, who are you? Do you love coffee? You know what? Then let's, let's be your content strategy around, you know, you're hanging out in local coffee shops in Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And so you're delivering content. That's not necessarily hitting people across the face with mortgage, you know, inside stuff. Right. You know, your, your lead blocker is coffee and, and why you love coffee and why you can be a thought leader in coffee. And, oh, by the way, I'm also in mortgage. So, yeah, I kind of went both sides there. And I know that was long,
0: but no, 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 um,
1: yeah. we're, we're passionate about both sides of that.
0: I, I love that. You know, and that's, you know, I met with the guys from JAG Insurance. Doug Jones was one of the speakers on the insurance panel. And, you know, he said, you know, JAG is a media company that sells insurance. So I love yeah. the concept of hey we do something else, but oh we also do this. It's it's kind of the same right. reason. It's kind of the same answer I give people when they say you know why'd you start a podcast for insurance agents and how is that going to help you increase your business? Well, if a client sees that oh wait he has a podcast where he talks and trains and and talks to insurance industry thought leaders, man this might be the guy I need to buy my insurance from. So just on a basic right. level, you know what I mean. But so my good friend uh, wrapping up here. My good friend, and you may or may not know her, Diana Will, is a Movement Mortgage Loan Officer down here. She's across the bay from me, and and her husband actually has a a podcast that's recorded in the same studio as me, uh, Agent 251, or actually now Impact Agent Podcast. But uh, Diana, I will tell you, is the perfect person for your company. She's an awesome awesome loan officer, great at branding and and so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, really good partnership for you guys. But Jake, I, I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. If I can ever do anything for you, uh, let me know, uh, tell our listeners where they can follow you at if they'd like to.
1: Yeah. And likewise, Bradley, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate being the, uh, the guinea pig for your new spinoff content here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're, we're trying to, man. Show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, you know, we, we see Gary drops a podcast every day and maybe two out of five days is it an actual, an, you know, an organic native podcast. A lot of times it's, right. it's audio stripped from somewhere else. And Scott and I have really, yep. really hit lightning in a bottle with this podcast and our listenership has grown tremendously. And I was like, man, we've got to figure out a way to double down on this. And so what we decided yep. is just to do full coverage Fridays and, you know, it may or may not be official episodes of the podcast, but at least provide some extremely valuable content and uh, and just kind of go from there. So,
1: no, I love it. Happy to be a part, and hopefully you and I can connect uh, IRL, you, as yeah. the kids say at some point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can follow us on everything, Movement Mortgage, on all handles. I'm at Jake Failing. That's J-A-K-E-F like Frank, E-H-L-I-N-G. Um, And, man, I I wish I could list everybody else here. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You know, one of the things I'm most proud of over the last year is building the bench here. And so, you know, people tend to hit the nuclear button at times and say, oh, I got to talk to the guy. I got to talk to Jake. But, you know, there's literally eight to ten people here. Uh, behind me, that are probably better than I am. Let's be honest. Um, at you know, really specific product-related, mm-hmm. uh, marketing content-related questions. So, you know, I encourage you to spend a little time on our pages and um, you know, get to know the team.
0: All right, buddy. Thanks so much.
1: Cool. We'll do. Keep up the good work.
0: Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com.